0: This podcast was made possible by Hot Source Yoga. Hot Source Yoga is by far our favorite yoga studio, featuring a variety of hot yoga and hot Pilates classes, and they even offer childcare. Seriously, we feel like a million bucks after these classes. They also offer a 30-hour hot Pilates teacher training online so you can get certified from the comfort of your own home. The founder, Nicole, is so inspiring. She's a life coach
1: miracle worker who has helped hundreds of women and girls empower themselves to make their dreams a reality. Nicole offers sessions in person or online. Ready to make your own dreams come true? Use code SHAMELESS for $20 off your first coaching session at NicoleDuke.com and be sure to visit HotSourceYogaStudio.com to see why it's our latest obsession. forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.
0: You are listening to a pleasure
1: podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Well, hello, everyone. Hello, everybody out there. This is episode has the best title ever yeah it does how to suck dick like a boss yeah I just get excited saying that I wanna I wanna suck dick like a boss like a boss like a boss so our top our top episode ever in the history of shameless sex is how to eat pussy like a champ with Dr. Allison Ash not only is she brilliant but the title is brilliant if you haven't listened to the episode go check it out Uh, and this one is with a different educator Tayomi, and yeah we're talking all about sucking dick like a motherfucking boss she's great she's awesome Guest, mm-hmm. so you're gonna learn some things. Me too. We learn some things, and you can never know too much about how to pleasure a penis or vulva or all
0: the in betweens. This is a spicy ass episode.
1: And if you uh, don't suck dick, but maybe you have a dick, then you could learn some things too, because there's plenty of info for you as well. Yeah,
0: if you're a penis owner, or a penis lover, or a penis admirer, yes, ha- this is your. I recently heard a penis haver you're a penis haver, a penis taker, or a penis, <laughs> I take penis deliverer, <laughs> uh, I
1: deliver my penis to you now. And we originally were like, should we call it how to eat
0: dick like a boss? But something about eating dick. Doesn't sound nice. When you're like, eat a dick to someone, <laughs> that doesn't sound nice. But we say eat pussy. Yeah, because you're you kind of really suck the pussy though. But you like use your mouth, your head more with dick off. Oh.
1: She's doing like a head bob thing right now on the microphone, which is very funny.
0: Which is why we should answer a sex question, right? We're going to answer a sex question.
1: Hell yeah. Uh, Okay. This sex question is from someone who said we could use their name because they're shameless. Her name is Alicia. Thank you, Alicia, for writing us
2: question.
1: Alicia says, I am a 25-year-old female and my partner is a 35-year-old male. I have a very high sex drive and my partner's has declined over the years we've discussed him taking him talking to a doctor about testosterone levels and maybe getting that sorted we have taken lots of your advice and try to meet each other in the middle at two or three times a week of sexy play However, my partner says he feels a lot of pressure to get me off, and sometimes this affects his sex drive. I have assured him that I just like connecting with him and that my pleasure is my responsibility. Shout out to the magic wand. We love the magic wand. The issue is that if my partner finishes first, he mentally and physically cannot do any more playtime. He says he is so tired and mentally does not wish to continue playing, though he does feel guilty if if he can't get me off. This is frustrating for me because then I'm left feeling very horny and bit sad dissatisfied i usually orgasm first about 85% of the time so this isn't super common if we do go almost a week without sex and then he finishes really early i get disappointed and desperately want to play but he says he can't how do we
0: break this cycle i of course in our classic shameless sex style of answering questions i have another question for this listener a alicia question. that's
1: like, as to be expected uh,
0: so Yes, testosterone and hormone levels could be a thing and definitely some kind of blood panel would be great to do for this for for your partner. Also, it's really important for erections. I read this whole study and I won't quote the study at the moment, but diet and exercise are a huge part of your sexuality and um the more kind of vital you are, the easier it is for some folks, and this is obviously, there's a lot of dependence. Um, if I don't know if they're on any medications that could be affecting sex drive, but diet and exercise, if they're not on any medication, are huge, huge pieces of the puzzle to lack of of sex drive. They really are. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, um, and I'll, I'll try to remember um, maybe at a later episode. What the exact study was, it was significant though for folks that actually practice just even some sort of, um, healthy, it didn't have to be tons of exercise. You don't no. have to be a gym rat, like, no. you know, two hours a day it's it's just like walking for just for walking for 30 minutes. Yeah. A day, yeah. Something. It, just it increases their levels flow. of dopamine and it can increase your sex drive. So mm. that is my question. If they are a completely healthy 35 year old human that is not on a lot of medications? The hormone thing could be, it could be a piece of it. Uh, and I'll let Amy, the sexuality guru over here, tap into some other things. That's just my f- few thoughts that I wanted to share.
1: Well, yeah, I like what you what you said about that. That you know, is the person on medications? Are they you know suffer they have depression and, or anxiety? Are there other things going on? What is that? Yeah, diet, exercise. I think Those are all really important factors to look at. Um, and it's it's hard to tell on our end is it a physical thing you know is it the actual body has doesn't have a lot of this hormone that is supposed to help them have a high sex drive or is it emotional thing uh, that is more related to being in a long-term relationship they've been in a long-term relationship here we often hear about this in the reverse but this in heterosexual relationships this can happen where where the men have a higher sex drive than the women and that eventually over time or vice versa vice versa but we usually hear it in the reverse right we yes. usually hear about it with um it, it often with with women not want, we we do on our end we yes. the emails oh, that we get right. like oh my my husband has a higher sex drive than i do and but that's there's not a the complete truth that happens to all types of folks in long term relationships shifts things in terms of how we habituate and acclimate to our partner. So
0: yeah, it's, we're creatures that love change and yes, evolution, but, but we also love safety. Yes. Complicated. complicated. We get
1: excited by change and variety and yet, and so we need, but yet, and yet we also like safety. So, but in Esther Perel has done so much work around this. We talk about her all the time. We're, we wait, can't wait to have her on our show
0: someday. That's a good recommendation for the, for these two mating in captivity. Yes. That's her book. Yeah. And she yes. has a lot
1: of, um, uh, she has some TED Talks and she has an Audible series. Where can, do we begin? Yeah, Where do we, where should we begin? Yeah. Yeah. She's a, incredible and talks a lot about what the shifts in long-term relationships. And none of it is really about hormones, right? The hormone, this is the hor- the hormone thing. Like April said, a great thing to go, go get checked. And you know, honestly, I think everyone should go and get at some point if you're in your you know, thirties and forties I just got checked
0: because I'm such a crazy bitch right before my period. You have a shit
1: ton of testosterone on your body, don't you?
0: <laughs> no I'm no? perfectly hormonally balanced no. I'm just a cunt right before my period <laughs> I I was like say what yeah. so anyway not to interrupt your share say but what? I, I you, did, you were
1: expecting the hear I that it's not your fault I was expecting to
0: have a ton of <laughs> testosterone like raging through my system Oh no, I'm you're totally norm. balanced, and that's why I said to my natural path, I was like, "Why am I such a bitch?" Right before my PMS is so bad because it just She's it's so like, easily you're triggered. Did you just a bitch? No, she just said that I can do these glutathione pushes that will wow. help balance some of the um, whatever toxins are raging through my system. Whoa. So anyway, it's important though for everyone, I think, to get Go especially when you hit your mid thirties, mm-hmm. you do tend to have shifts and testosterone yeah. droppage could be a, a part of why you're not feeling sexual to this to your partner
1: and so there so this person is asking specifically about cycles so yeah go go get testosterone levels checked out etc um and everyone if you've never done that and you were you know 30 and up it's really uh insightful and they don't just test for hormones you can get all kinds of things like um red blood cell count or something liver toxicity levels thyroid. Uh,
0: they test for genetics yeah they test for cholesterol yeah they test for heart disease. I don't know. All I'm, sorts of things. I'm slightly anemic. I I had like...
1: Low blood pressure. I had something
0: with my liver that was weird, but that was you know, it. With the
1: wine. <laughs> I
0: was like, damn it. Part of my liver, the,
1: the quarter quadrant
0: is total, totally wine. So the, uh, coming back to the second part
1: of the question, though, which I think seems what this person's really asking about, though, is this whole cycle of your partner feeling pressure to get you off. So there's this idea and then you're saying you know I'm just happy to play with you I don't need orgasm and so what you're more more frustrated about is so you, I mean you're so I, I'm, I'm a little confused right I'm reading that um, you say the things that um, I'm you know I'm I'm just happy to connect with him my pleasure is my responsibility but you are still getting frustrated but you're getting more so frustrated that just that when he orgasms he's actually just done entirely so my question for you is, Are you, even though you're saying, I'm just happy to play with you. It's all good. I'm responsible for my own pleasure. Uh, Are you, do you really not believe that though? If you're actually still getting frustrated and and disappointed when you don't have the orgasm. Uh, And so there really is this kind of underlying pressure there. Or um, are you just actually really dissatisfied and disappointed because they... They actually are all of a sudden like I can't play anymore, which I would be bummed about. I'd be like, you know, it it, it doesn't have to be about the orgasm, but just because my person has an orgasm and then they're just like, oh, I'm done. And it's all about them. And there's not any availability for them to even just use their, you know, their fingers or their mouths or a vibrator on me. Like maybe their cock is off the table. That's totally fine.
0: It happens quite often where my partner finishes first and I'm like, hey, can we still play? And he's like, of course, just give me one second. I'm going to go wash off my hands and let's get down to it yeah
1: so and and i'm not reading here too it it says that he's tired he does not want to continue playing he's too tired is this just about using his cock too tired or is this about everything like he he won't even use his hands and mouth
0: that's why i came to the exercise and diet piece because if he's exhausted that's what i first thought i was like oh he's totally exhausted and can't but you can be exhausted and just lay there and still
1: pleasure someone he can lay on yeah. his back and you can hover o- your your pussy over his mouth he can lay on his back and he can still use a hand on you he doesn't he barely has to do anything he could hold a toy inside yeah. of you and so um, this is i guess there's we we're needing we are needing a little more clarity here as to exactly what you're talking about and um, I, yes, there's there's a lot of questions we have here for you. But to get clear, are, is there an underlying pressure for it to be all about orgasm? And if that is the case, then yeah, that's a lot of pressure for both of you, and to get away from that. Um, but if there's just some spaciousness for it to just be about more connection and touch, and orgasm as the bonus. Um and you know hands and mouths or or finger hands and fingers hands fi- fingers, <laughs> fingers head and shoulders mouths, knees and toes and heads and yeah. shoulders and all the above and fists are <laughs> okay um and, but he's still not on board with that and this is a big conversation to have between the two of you and you to really convey how this how you feel about this you know that um, you know, I feel, you know, abandoned or I feel the, the what you're saying dissatisfied. Um, I get frustrated. I don't want to be frustrated with you. I know that, that I really, you know, I'm happy that you had an orgasm and it doesn't have to be about orgasm for me, but I want to continue connecting you, with you even when you don't have an orgasm, you know, he, here are all the things we can do. Can you get on board with this with me? And hopefully he can, but, um, yeah, it sounds like a deeper conversation between the two of you. So good luck to you, Alicia. We love you. Thank you for saying we can use your name. You're shameless. Yeah, you're awesome. <sighs> all right, are you ready for a bio? I'm ready. And then we're gonna die. It's an impressive bio. It's a very impressive bio. Actually, shortened it so <laughs> because she has done so much. She has done. She's been all over. Like all the places that she's been on TV. You can read the
0: full bio on our website. Uh,
1: yeah, on our website. And I also just want to let everyone know if you're listening right now and. Um, we we now for the last month or two we start putting in our show notes we say when the interview is going to start so if you're sick of hearing us answering sex questions and talking about uh, our own personal adventures with sucking dick and april's anal adventures etc you can always fast forward to the interview uh, and that is in the show notes um, so you're welcome and here's the bio Sexpert Tayomi, better known as Glamazon Tayomi, is an international pleasure coach who reaches millions of eyes monthly through her social media platforms and written contributions across the internet. Kayomi has served as the residence expert for Ebony.com and BlackDoctor.com. hosted her own radio show on Playboy Radio, was featured on Comedy Central's Tosh.0, as well as published in The Huffington Post, New York Mags, The Cut, Essence.com, askman.com Shape.com, Vice.com, The Washington Post, and so much more. To learn more, visit SexpertTayomi.Glamorotica101.com. I think you can also just go to Glamorotica101.com. And if you don't understand what I'm saying, go to our show notes. and You can click on the link there. Uh, this is episode you do not want to miss unless you absolutely hate the dick.
0: No, even then. You what if you hate the dick? Well, it's still a great episode and full of entertainment. <laughs> well... All right. Then let's dive in. Let's do it. But
1: first.
0: This podcast is made possible by Manscaped. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for you or your man's family jewels. Ever try going down in your man only to feel like you are spending more time pulling hair out of your teeth than focusing on the skin on skin contact? No, thank you. Enter Manscapes electric trimmer, the Lawnmower 2.0, designed specifically for a man's below-the-belt grooming. I personally find grooming super sexy and the Lawnmower 2.0 is fabulous at getting everything clean and pristine.
1: Let's talk about sweaty balls. Yeah, sweaty balls happen, but that doesn't entice me to get my mouth close to your nuts. That's why Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. Penis owners, it's time to step up your game. And to get you started, our listeners get 20% off and free shipping with the code SHAMELESS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code SHAMELESS. Your bits will thank you for it. All right, everyone, it's episode time. I'm sure you're all very excited to listen to this episode. We have done past episodes on Oral Sex 101 uh, with various folks, just sometimes ourselves, sometimes with guests, and... You can never know too much about this stuff. Everyone has different techniques, different ideas, different experiences, uh, and we are all all the April and I are students as well, so we are excited to learn more because I certainly don't know everything about oral sex, you know, I've sexed a lot of dicks in my time. Um, haven't <laughs> ate a lot of pussy, though. April's ate, ate a couple here and there. Yeah. Um, so without further ado, Tayomi, we're really, really happy to have you on our show today. Welcome.
2: Thank you for having me. I am super excited to have another opportunity to just talk about sex and just, you know, kick some knowledge around.
1: We love that knowledge, especially when it's sex knowledge. Can you tell our listeners how you got to be where you are today in this field of being a coach and a teacher, et cetera?
2: Uh, it It is such an amazing story. I actually came from a modeling background, and there was a point in time where my career started to kind of shift a little bit and My father actually encouraged me to use my natural gift for writing, and he was like, I don't care what you write about, just just use it and At the time, blogging was like the you know the rage and so I sat down and thought, what could I write about every day and not get bored with? And I was like, oh, sex. I know a lot about sex. And so I started doing some research into the industry to see who were the popular educators out there. And I noticed that there weren't many um, Black educators at the time, especially young female writers. And I was 22 at the time. And so I said, you know what? I'm not going to complain about it. I'm actually going to be a solution. And so I started my blog, glamorotica101.com in 2011. And I started the YouTube channel that goes along with it kind of as an experiment, because I noticed that people weren't actually showing how to make sex better, just kind of talking about it. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to start like putting up sex positions and how to get in them and how to kind of move in them without being like too over the top, but just like tasteful enough to, uh, you know, get the point across. And so those videos just started to get millions of hits. And I ended up doing um, a skit on Tosh.0 and oh, Comedy Central. And then my career just kind of started to take off from there with a bunch of different collaborations and me contributing to different platforms like Ebony.com, Essence.com, um, BlackDoctor.org. And yeah, I, I've just been doing so much, just having my hands in a bunch of different things in the industry. I also work with the Exotica Expo, which is the largest event dedicated to love and sex in the U.S. And I'm their seminar coordinator, but they were the first people to actually give me a platform to speak when I first started my blog. So, you know, I really have my heart kind of rooted in that show because, you know, to be a black woman and to be in this space is not necessarily an easy thing, but what I always what, what I always kind of aimed at doing was just breaking down that stigma that I can't do this, and not only representing you know women and people who look like me, but anyone who res- just resonates with my voice. So it's been a beautiful journey, it's been eight years. And I'm really happy with where my career is going and where, um, just how I'm bringing the information out into the world is evolving.
0: We definitely love a sex bird on the show. And I mean, the amount of credit, like the cred you have, Tosh.0, if if no one knows what that is, it's, um, it's on on comedy central, right?
2: Yes. Tosh is hilarious. It's it's so funny.
0: He's funny.
2: He is really funny. And even before they had me on the show, like I was already watching the show. So when they hit me up, I was kind of scared because I was like, wait, is this web redemption? Because I don't want to be made fun of. Like I'm literally out here just wanting people to have better sex. But they were like, no, we totally love what you do. And we wrote all these skits for you. And we're going to narrow them down to like 11 good ones. And then we want you to come and shoot it. So if you're cool with that, you know, we'll fly you out here. And I was like, oh yeah. And so we shot like 10 of them and I think three or four of them aired on TV and like, they've just been running online and just everywhere. And so when people saw that, they were just like, who is this girl? And from there, like all kinds of people just started reaching out and just paying attention to me. And like Twitter is where I really thrive because it's micro blogging. And I have a great, like, voice and like a rhythm with people on Twitter and so you know I just started getting all types of like influencers and like even celebrities following me from that and just I've had so many viral videos um, that have like, been spread across the internet ever since then and that's really been influential in my success and my visibility. Okay. So in your in your
0: sexpert expertise, or I don't know if that's a t- saying the same thing twice. However, um, with, with especially with oral sex, as Amy was saying in the opening, everyone is different, and we both have our own techniques and tips. And I love hearing other folks talk about what they do because it's endless, right? It's like Pandora's box of things that you can do. So. I wanted to know: Are the tips the same that you, that you provide for for all bodies, genders, or are they, are they different? And if possible, can you also talk about some of your top tips to be a badass giver? Because I would love I would love to hear some.
2: Oh yes, well I will say you know yes, all bodies are different, especially mouths. You know, every mouth is not created equal. You know, some people have thinner lips. Some people have fleshier lips. Some people have wider mouths that, you know, more can fit into. Then there's, you know, the whole teeth situation. What if you have an overbite so or an underbite? There's so many things to actually consider when giving advice about oral sex. So I don't like to approach every situation the same, especially if I'm going to be doing like a one-on-one session with someone. We have to like talk about these things because some people have really tight jaws where they can't really get their mouths open that wide. And so I'm raising can- my
0: hand right now, You, if you can see it. That's me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I <gotta So> click. <laughs> that I would give someone like that would be totally different from someone like myself who has a wide mouth, a large tongue that can really like, you know, take in more. And so I will say one of my top tips is examine before you begin, you know, if he has a hard on, because sometimes guys want to know that they make the request for you to go down on them and they may not be hard which it's, you know, a little more difficult <laughs> to perform if they don't have the erection. But if he has an erection, do an examination. You know, it's like, how much of this can I fit in my mouth? You know, at what angle can I, you know, like, can I lay on, on my side and bring it in my mouth comfortably or will it hit the roof of my mouth or will it scrape? Like there's kind of an analysis you should do before you even try to like, you know, perform because you want to have like a method of attack. Not that you're attacking the dick, but (laughs) I like that
0: method of attack. It's like a, it's like a strategy, (laughs) like a war plan. You're like, I'm going for it.
2: Yes. You have to have a plan because you kind of want to keep the momentum and, you know, the excitement going. And so I like to say, play with it. That's my other piece of advice. It's like when you're playing with it, you're also exploring to see, you know, okay, What parts are more sensitive? And oh, okay, if this part is sensitive, then I can use my tongue to flick right here. And it's going to cause a, you know, a sensation to go through his body. And so another one, ask him, ask him what feels good. Because men have this idea already of the strokes that make them feel good, especially if they are men who are frequent receivers of fellatio. So if you ask him, then it, takes the guessing out for you and then it gives you more of a strategy and then use your hands as much as possible the thing is the head of the penis is friction sensitive so if you use your mouth and your tongue it's going to give him some great sensations because that it's it's stimulated that way but the shaft which many people kind of miss over is pressure sensitive so you need the strength of your hands in combination with your mouth in order to be 100% stimulating and taking the pressure off of your mouth alone, especially if you have jaws that are tight or narrow. So there is this like conception out here in like the freak world that if you do it with hands, somehow you're a failure. Absolutely not. (laughs) Using hands can cut down on how much your mouth has to work significantly. So those are like my, my top tips, because if you, that those tips can kind of work for any person with a penis and it works for you too, because it gives you more insight on what to do. And then you're not like panicking. Mm
1: -hmm. And when people are, so for hand techniques, um, for how, how to, to use your hands on, we'll talk about penises right now. So is there, do you have specific techniques? I know this is audio, so we can't really show this like describing how to use your hands, but for folks who are a little unaware what that might look like, do you have any tips for them?
2: I do. So there's one I call like palming it. So basically you take the palm of your hand and you just place the head of the penis there, and then you close your hand down over it. And then you kind of make a little pocket. Now, this works best when it's well lubricated. So put, you know, as much lubricant in the palm of your hand as possible. And so when you like scoop up and kind of squeeze it in the palm of your hand, it's going to make a squishy sound like. That that sound and just like that that feeling in the palm of your hand, like the ridges in the middle of your hand is going to be stimulating to the head because, again, it's it's friction sensitive. And so that's kind of like a massage you can do as well. You can go fast with it. You can go slow with it. But it's basically palming and massaging the head of the penis. And then another one is like a two-hand stroke where you start at the base of the shaft and then you come up towards the head. And as you come up towards the head, you make your, um, the, the hole around your hand smaller and smaller so that way there's more pressure. But you don't want to do it to where when you get at the top, you're squeezing too hard. You just want it to be more pressure as you go towards the tip because typically penises will go from being wider to more narrow. Or some penises are, you know, just one straight, even column. All are created differently. And there are some penises where you may not be able to use your palm or the fullness of your hands, depending on how big they are. So you want to use fingers. You can use fingers to do the two hand stroke or up. So it's just alternating hands. The left comes up and then the right comes up. And you can do it slow or you can do it fast Mm -hmm. and you can keep doing that. And that's also a great sensation. And then at the top, you can kind of just like squeeze a little bit, going back into that palm squeeze and then boom, it's like a great like hand over hand massage and like stimulant to kind of get him closer towards his orgasm without you having to use your mouth too much.
0: Yeah. And lube is the key there. I mean, you can use saliva, but lube just keeps it nice and and yes. slick for a long for a lot longer and I think it's probably more pleasurable for the for the receiver.
2: Absolutely, because you don't want that friction. I mean, some guys like it dry, but with that much hand movement, you definitely need lubrication so that he doesn't chafe and then it becomes uncomfortable for you, you know. Coconut oil is good if you're not allergic to it or any type of oil that like you would eat. So, like olive oil or like sesame oil, almond oil.
0: Have you ever Uber Lube? You have to try Uber <laughs> Yes, yeah, I
2: have. Uber <laughs> lube is my favorite lube. Yes. Oh, wow, good. Yay, we love Uber it's, Lube. Milky. No mm.
0: I've never cooked with it, but I, I don't think <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to. The steak
0: might get all, a little bit soggy. Yeah, if you,
2: if you cook yeah no, it. no, I wouldn't cook with Uber lube. <laughs>
1: Well, for everyone that everyone that tries an oil-based lube, just don't use it with condoms because oil and condoms are not friends. But Uber lube and condoms, they are very good friends. They work quite well.
0: Okay, y'all. Time for a quick break. This podcast is made possible by some of our favorite things. Uber lube is one of them. It's a luxurious lubricant great for all kinds of sex. It's less likely to throw off your pH than most other lubes. Seriously? There are hundreds of doctors who recommend Uberloop to their patients, whether they want to make their hot sex even hotter or for folks who are experiencing dryness. Amy, I know you love Uberloop too. What do you love? I love Uberloop because it has no flavor, no scent and it feels absolutely
1: amazing on my body. In fact, I want it everywhere. I even use it in my hair, for my hair frizzies, for massage, and it can also prevent chafing. Oh, and the bottle is gorgeous. It's discreet and looks like a beautiful cosmetic product, so you can leave it on your nightstand shamelessly. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, go check out uberlube.com. Use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX and you get 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com, code SHAMELESSSEX and 10% off
0: and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by omgs.com omgs is a research-based online program that helps you add more sexy things to your menu omgs studied thousands of vulva owners to find out how they orgasm and then made tasteful and inspiring short videos to show you techniques on how to pleasure yourself or another vulva amy tell us why you love omgs I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years,
1: and it has changed their lives. Whether you're already having good orgasms and want to have even better orgasms, or perhaps you want to explore more variety in your playtime, or even learn how to pleasure someone else's vulva, OMGS will have something for you. With two seasons, one all about internal and the other all about external techniques, it's better than any book or DVD that money can buy. To learn more, visit omgs.com backslash shameless and our listeners get $5 off. That's omgs.com backslash shameless. You get $5 off. Go check it out now and back to the show.
2: Okay, but what about the balls?
1: Balls.
2: (laughs) So the balls are such a magical place that every man wants a woman or person who's performing on them to go to, but people are so delicate with them. Like, Oh my God, I don't want to hurt you. Listen, (laughs) balls are resilient. All right. Mm -hmm. We see so many, like we've been programmed to see like violence against testicles where like, you know, guys get kicked in the balls or whatever. And so we think that it's a very sensitive area, but honestly you can give them a little tug and they're going to be fine. You know, the testes also move inside of the scrotum sac. So You know, you can kind of like juggle them around each other (laughs) in the sack. And you can also like move them back into their pelvis. Like I recently discovered this. It's kind of (laughs) cool. Like if he's lying on his back, they kind of just like recede into his pelvis and it's just sack, you know. (laughs) So just kind of playing with them and even stretching out, stretching out the scrotum and kind of massaging that gives a different sensation. And then you can kind of like pull your finger down towards the perineum. And kind of stroke that a little bit, you know, not going too much towards the anus without consent, because some guys kind of get freaked out by that. But asking first, how do you like me to treat your balls? Mm. It's such a great qualifying question because it takes out the guessing work. And you want to make sure that he cleans his balls before you go down there. Or you can do the favor for him and just get like a warm, like, you know, towel and just kind of wipe him down Before you go down there, because you know, they get kind of get kind of funky. A little funky. But (laughs) depending on how large your mouth is, depends on if you're gonna be able to get the testicles in all the way. But if you can't, then you can just do like a little tea bagging motion where you get as much in as you can and just kind of like roll it around in your mouth, but like right on the insides of your lips. So essentially it's like you're giving his testicles a massage with your inner lips. Mm-hmm. instead of trying to put them in your mouth and suck. And then for people who have wider mouths, of course, if you can fit the sack in, put it in and just kind of suck on it gently, give it a little tug and look at his body language because if he's like, oh yeah, do more of that, go a little harder, then you can start to suck, you know, add a little more um, pressure to the suction. So it's just all about using as much as your mouth as you can and if you can't get them in your mouth Utilize your tongue. Even if you have a short tongue, tickling the testicles can be a different sensation that he's never felt. And it could actually feel good to him, especially if you tickle them underneath near the per- near his perineum. So, you know, just don't be afraid to get up in there. That's why I'm like, make sure you wash them <laughs> before you go down there so you can have your whole face in it, you know? I'll just carry some wipes with you, some baby wipes. Be like, hey, yeah. don't mind
0: if I just... Just to clean that up real quick, just in case I'm a germaphobe. So that's what I would probably I do.
1: I just thought of <laughs> April, like when she's on an airplane and she's cleaning the the um, the, tray. the tray and like her armrest and they just picture her doing that with someone's balls. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just going to get the germs out of here, you know, so I can do my job. Exactly, and what about positions? Because we think about a lot of times you're on your knees, or you're you know you're on top, and um, that's like the classic way. But there's so many different positions to perform oral, right?
2: There are, especially if a guy isn't you know shy about changing his legs' positioned from you know flat to being inverted, you know, putting his legs in the air or having his knees bent and back, you know, so that. His entire pelvis is exposed, or being on his knees and you're underneath, or him sitting on your face, you know, riding the north face, facing the headboard, or the south face, you know, in like 68 while he's hovering over your face. Um, standing up where you're, oh, standing up and your head is off the edge of the bed and he's basically teabagging you, or standing up and you're on your knees and he's just kind of like dropping down into your mouth. There's so many different ways to do it. Um, and it just really depends on comfort level and skill level. Cause some are more acrobatic than others and it all depends on again, how clean is that person and you know, how much do you want to know them for real? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you want to be all up in your stuff? Yes. Then you, do want you want their asshole in your and in your yeah. nose yeah. and their asshole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Might as well go all in. Yeah. Right. And plus, if you do that, hang your head off of the, the edge of the bed situation, you can actually open up your throat for deep throating. Cause I always have my gag reflexes is pretty intense. However, the, that, that kind of like hanging your head loose does open up your throat a little bit more to allow a little bit deeper penetration, at least in my experience.
2: Oh yeah. I've experienced that too. It's definitely a common technique that those of us who teach oral sex skills recommend and, you know, it. It's just like sword eating, you know, just goes straight down, (laughs) (laughs) it's gone.
1: Uh, What do you? What would you say to to folks who don't like uh, performing oral sex and, or you know, giving oral sex to their partners? What would be your advice for them?
2: Well, I would say examine the distaste, you know, and get down to the root of what it really is. If it is just a natural, a natural like aversion to you know, oral sex, then that's fine because that is a thing. You know, there are people out here who just do not have an attraction or a desire to perform certain sexual acts and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you do have a desire, but it's just like turning you off, then there's something deeper there. Maybe there was an experience that happened in the past or, you know, something that was said to you or some, you know, some kind of programming you picked up along the way that just kind of cast some shame around the idea of performing oral sex. I know for me early on, uh, I was like, I'm never going to do that. It's disgusting. He pees from there. Why would I put that in my mouth? You know, and then I had this whole good girl syndrome thing too. And, you know, I had to get over that. And then once I got over that, it was like, well, I just don't know what I'm doing. And so then I found a teacher, you know, a partner who was very generous (laughs) to teach me the way. But I think if people could get to the root of what it really is and they can start to kind of unpack that. And a lot of people run from that process because it's going to open up Pandora's box and it's going to require that they revisit um, situations that may be uncomfortable. And so, because it's basically unprocessed emotions, they're going to feel those emotions all over again. And, you know, when it comes to sex, people don't really think that there's going to be triggers or, you know, stuff like that, because it's like, oh, it's about pleasure and feeling good. But I mean, when you're working with this energy, that's what's going to happen. And so if there are blocks there, people should definitely look deeper.
0: I love what you said about looking deeper for sure. And then also finding the right teacher or the right person to sort of be the receiver. Right. For me, I had, when I was, I think I was 14, I was hanging out with this, hooking up with this older, older person. And, uh, and he had forced me to give him a blowjob and I was super traumatized. So I refused head pushing and like, just like really forced me down there. So I made it like a point to never Go down on anyone. I hadn't like given blowjobs because I was kind of terrified, and it was like it kind of mm. triggered me. And then um, you know I, I had all of this weird stuck stuff. It took someone that was really safe and and really communicative for me to trust. And then um, I had wonderful experiences. And now, actually giving blowjobs and um, receiving oral in general is so much better. So it is kind of tapping into those blocks and then finding the right person. And if you are in a long-term relationship with someone and you're and you're still triggered by previous events, maybe just talk to them about it and then try again. Cause it is, it can be a really fun experience. Uh, and also really pleasurable.
1: Are you ready for the unleashed tour where shamelessness, sexiness, and laughter collide in a hilarious orgy of fun discovery and sex edutainment? Embark on a captivating nationwide journey with the shameless sex podcast and an electrifying ensemble of sex educators and sex positive entertainers as they bring you an unforgettably titillating live experience. Be a part of mesmerizing, entertaining, boundary-pushing acts, shameless sex style. Ever heard of the Slurpee stick shift? Want to learn how to bury your face in her? How about some
0: dirty talk improv or brat-taming 101? Hmm. Get ready for nonstop laughter as our charismatic hosts and entertainers weave humor into the fabric of this liberating celebration of sexual diversity and freedom. Engage in interactive segments, Q&A sessions, and a chance to connect with like-minded individuals in an inclusive and empowering environment. Listen up, Portland, Chicago, Seattle, we're coming to you. For more information and to get your tickets right now, go to shamelesssex.com and be part of a night that will be fun, educational, sexy, hilarious, and shamelessly unforgettable. Seats are filling up fast, so don't miss out on the most unforgettable show of the year.
2: Yes, absolutely. I love that advice about like, you know, talking to your partner about it and then trying again. I mean, no one's no one's perfect and all of the sex stuff, there isn't like one source that is giving this comprehensive information about how to do it in a way that's pleasurable and respects people's boundaries and consent and everything and it's like maybe your partner is just sexually immature, just sexually ignorant. And you know, you just got to educate them.
0: And, and forget the stories that you tell people about yourself or what you tell yourself, your own stories. Mine was, I won't give a blowjob because I had this traumatizing experience. And then I was like, okay, well that I can move through that. So it is important to just redefine. We've talked about that so many times, Amy and I hear about, redefining what either what you've been taught or uh relearning the things that sometimes you teach to yourself about yourself, which aren't necessarily the truth.
2: All right, the stories. That's my that's my soapbox for the day.
1: Yeah. And my soapbox will say if you're a, a penis owner who is a, a head pusher or head holder, um, check in with the person before you take your hand and shove their head on your cock, please. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, let's get that information for that. Because we're also dealing with a thing, a culture. This is a thing with like the Me Too movement and um, consent issues we're dealing with a culture where um, I think, uh, I mean, women are often socialized to be, to care caretake men's emotions and it's showing up a lot in sexuality where um, when something starts to happen they may not be advocating for themselves and there's other things that contribute to that too, you know, past sexual trauma, um, you know, how they grew up, etc. Or, or their socioeconomic status, so many different things can actually play a role and into how someone's ability to advocate for themselves so just because someone might not be saying hey yeah no I don't love when you shove my head on your cock um it they they really might just they might not and they may not be speaking up for it so just it never hurts to check in with someone and you can make it sexy right like you can right. do a check-in like hey do you do you like when I shove your <laughs> your mouth on my dick and they're like no <laughs> or they're like fuck yeah it's really hot keep doing that." So yeah. Just a little side note. Um, what would you say to <laughs> the folks who have a really hard time orgasming from oral? I know uh, all all genders have this. Issue, you know, all, all bodies, all penises, vulvas, and all the in betweens. Um, there's folks who say that I don't really orgasm from oral. What would be your advice for them, as well as their givers that want to please
2: them? Well, you know, as we said, there's blocks. You know, when there is no type of like sensory awareness or, you know, you're not moving deeper in your arousal scale when it comes to oral sex, typically there's some type of block there. And sometimes it may be that, you know, they're just experiencing partners that are not stimulating them in the way that they need to be stimulated. Um, Maybe like for like women, for instance, some women use vibrators quite often, so their clitoris is like, you know, muscle memory. It gets used to a certain vibration or a certain sensation, and so when they're receiving oral sex, it's like this expectation of feeling that same vibe, but because they're not feeling that, it's difficult to climax, and then overall, for for most people, it's this... Tension that they carry in their pelvises and in their entire body. So like not being relaxed enough to be able to trust a person with that. And typically, if they're not relaxed, then there's something else going on. Maybe it's something from the past. Maybe it's something that's happened, you know, in the present. Um, Sometimes performance anxiety gets in the way. Just that whole script of, I'm not going to come from this. I'm not going to come from this. This is, this is pointless. Why are they going to go down anyway? You know, there's like so much that goes through a person's head when they don't really climax from oral, because I've definitely been there and, um, not just, you know, receiving, but giving as well. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that a lot of times there is just like this, this tension that's there or this expectation of how their bodies are supposed to respond And so if they're not experiencing the sensation that they need, sometimes they do get frustrated and, you know, do the head pushing or, you know, they just decide to just stroke themselves because they know exactly what's going to work to get them off. And so there's a lot, I think, that is going on not only in the uh, mental body, but also in the physical body, which is so much tension in the pelvis and just an inability to relax and just trust.
1: So I'd imagine you. Would, one one way to to work with that one is to make sure that you feel if you if the the tension is there and you can't trust is to make sure that you feel really safe with whomever you're um, performing oral sex on or whoever's performing oral sex on you so that you can and maybe even outing that too. I know every time I out some stuff to to lovers about my own my own blocks that it is really helpful for me, um, and then uh, also. Self practice, right? So, so, masturbation and things like that. You know, if your body is so used to a vibrator or to, or for penis owners, a certain type of touch, like fast and hard. And so it's really hard to get off to like the soft and gentle other hand or mouth to practice with soft and gentle on yourself. Would you agree with that?
2: Absolutely. So, I'm also a certified tantric practitioner through the Institute of Authentic Tantra Education. And one of the things that we teach is orgasmic. Awareness practice, which basically shifts people's mindsets from an orgasmic based experience uh, to a pleasure based experience. So, education right now, like sex education, is so orgasm focused, Mm -hmm. but we're not focused on the pleasure or the ride to get there. So, when you train your body to not focus on the orgasm, not only can you ride your pleasure more, but you can also feel your point of climax. You will know exactly when you're going to get there. And so then you can also do certain breath techniques and pelvic techniques to extend that orgasm. And this is for male bodies too. You know, male bodies can be multi-orgasmic as well, but they have to train their bodies. Female bodies, you know, we already have that naturally. So really connecting with the body through concentrated breathing and, you know, a combination of different strokes is really essential to helping women connect to their orgasmic ability and men too.
0: I feel like the breath is such a medicinal thing that we all have. No matter where you are in the world, you have your breath. And it sounds like this very wooey kind of far fetched. Oh yeah. All the meditative, you know, guru hippies. <laughs> <laughs> I've been using breath, but it really does work. So no matter who you are out there, you have access to the best tool of, available anywhere. And that's your breath coming can from I you. Can I share
1: something? Can I share something? Nope, nope, you can't. can't. Nope. Last <laughs> night, tangent, but last night I was masturbating with a vibrator and I was like, I'm going to play around with some breath. And so I, and I don't normally play with holding my breath, but I was like, I'm going to hold my breath for as long as I can while uh playing with the vibrator and what happened is just an example and i've had you know this is one way of, of playing with the breath but i held my breath and then when i on the and i held it on the exhale so my breath was completely out of my body while using the vibrator then as i started to inhale in because naturally you're going to do a deep deep inhale yeah. back in it just built up the it this yeah. huge orgasm so that when i exhale it's like boom
2: anyways yes. And you had a- yes you had a chance <laughs> <laughs> I know what that feels like. I've done that too. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> I see that. And that's
0: so incredible. That's on your own, your breath, what it can do. So absolutely. I think that is such great advice uh, and a great story. Yeah. Um, I, you are. I love it. I have a question about, uh, you have this um, workshop that's called Ride Him Cowgirl. Yes, I would I, love to hear more about that. Can you share with me and the listeners? I'm selfishly saying for me, but
2: for our <laughs> listeners too. So with my YouTube channel, you know, I do teach people like the pleasure mechanics, you know, the how-tos of sex. And so one of the questions I kept getting from all of these women on the positions that were, you know, woman on top, was, you know, how do I do this though? I don't know what I'm doing. And so I noticed that there really isn't any curriculum written or um, any videos of, you know, anyone instructing women how to stroke a dick with their vaginas. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I know how to do this. I've been perfecting this. And I made a video and I put it out in, I believe it was 2014. And it has gone viral several times ever since. It's been remixed. It's, it's been posted everywhere. I have a part one and a part two. And then I also have another video of different positions to, you know, make writing on top easier. And so uh, in 2016, one of my friends who's, uh, she has a business here in Chicago on the South Side called the Meow University. She provides uh, sex education for adults. And she was like, you know what? I'm just going to book you for this class, girl. Let's do it. I had never taught this class in person. I had never um, even thought to do an in-person class but basically what I developed is a system of movement that helps women increase their mobility in their hips. Mm-hmm. So that way they know how to move their hips properly to, sh- to stroke. It's not riding. Riding is a euphemism. You're not riding anything. This is not the Pony Express, okay? <laughs> this is, right, this is actually stroking dick. And I always tell women, this is not about him. This is about you, This is about you getting yours and you satisfying not only the fuck out of yourself, but him too. And this is your chance to be dominant. This is your chance to be the one in control. And so you have to know how to control those muscle groups that are engaged when you are in this position. And there are quite a few of them. And most of us, you know, we sit down all day on our butts. Where we're standing up and we don't get any real movement or stretching in. Even people who are yogis. And I mean, I've had women who like are in the gym five days a week. I've had yogis and and you know, all types of people come to my class and they're like, yeah, you know, I think I got this down. And then they leave my class sore mm-hmm. because the muscle groups that we are engaging and strengthening are necessary for leverage in this position and for isolation of the hips. That is the key. Porn makes you believe that you got to bounce all your weight down on it. And that's the most dangerous thing you can do because you can send a man to the hospital and it can, fra- you know, it can fracture his penis. Essentially, that's like the most common reason why men go to the ER is, is fractured penises. So, you know, this has been an amazing journey because women from all over the world mm-hmm. have been reaching out to me about this for like five years now. and. It's a product that I'm like really branding and pushing out more because it's female focused, it's empowering, and it's, it's all about empowering women to like deepen their sensuality and just get moving. Because when you move your pelvis too, you're turning up that sexual energy. And you can also start to remove blocks and just increase libido. It has so many amazing benefits.
0: If you don't have a theme song picked out yet, I think it should be swerving on that wood, swerving, swerving on that, you know. You know
2: what? Let me tell you why that's funny. Because (laughs) I had a video that went viral in 2000, I think it was 14, Yeah, 2014, when Beyonce came out with her album, Beyonce, and she got drunk in love. Everybody kept making these memes about what they thought. Filling the top up halfway and riding it like my surfboard. Yeah. me Oh, I, I, I was like, how come no one knows what this means? I do. I've done this, and so I made a tutorial on how to do it, and it got put up on World Star Hip Hop, and it went viral. I mean, Wendy Williams even mentioned it on her show, and I was just like, whoa. You're a boss. That's
0: awesome. I, the fact that people didn't know what it means, I'm like, really? Come on. But g- way to capitalize on that, though, because that song is amazing.
2: Yes, it is. And the, the video is called Professional Bathtub Surfer. And um, yes. people were, like, dragging me because I had on a shower cap. And I'm like, listen, I'm a black woman. What are you talking about? I'm not getting my hair wet for this. This is um, Okay. (laughs) Realistic. I'm like, I keep it 100. And I'm like, that's the thing about me. It's like, I want people to know that I'm just like you. I'm down to earth. I'm just someone who's dedicated to the science of sex and dedicated to teaching others about it and empowering people about it, too.
0: Mm. Speaking of which, because I know that there's going to be some listeners out there that want to work or find you, can you let our listeners know how they can find you and work with you, or if you work with folks uh, one on ones, we would love to learn how to how to how to get a hold of you.
2: Yes, well, you can follow me on Twitter. That's at Tayomi, and you can follow me on Instagram. That's at real glamazon taomi and follow my blog glamoradical101.com and on my instagram if you click the link in my bio there is a link for you to join my mailing list so if you want to receive updates about classes that are happening live events and also get some information on how to work with me one-on-one then you definitely want to click that link in my bio and join my mailing list and yeah looking forward to uh, chatting with you because all of my pages are interactive you know it's like my personal social media became my business social media because I'm like my brand's ambassador. So I'm very personable. We have conversations all the time and, you know, I'm all inclusive and, you know, I love when people come and they give their feedback and they're also giving their expertise because I always say we are all experts of ourselves. And if not, then, hey, someone else on this page can teach you something about yourself that you didn't know. And yeah, we have a good time though. join. Let's go. You are absolutely
0: incredible and I feel so fortunate that we were able to get you on our show. So thank you for taking the time and, and talking to us and all of our listeners and about the diaka and all the fun, fun things that we can do. You
2: You ladies are amazing. Like this has been one of the one of the best interviews I've had this year. So thank
0: Aww, you. Okay. Well, we feel the same about you. You're incredible. And can, thank you for the work that you're doing from the bottom of, of my heart. And I'm sure from Amy's, I don't like to speak for her, but she's right next to me and the she's okay. I with- love my vulva. The bottom of my vulva. <laughs> it's so important. So thank you. And we hope to see you again soon. And to all of our listeners out there, thank you for tuning in to Shameless Sex and being part of the Shameless Sex Revolution. We love you so much. Ciao for now.